0: Hello from Los Angeles, and welcome to this week's Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. This is your host, Michael Benner, and today, if you're listening live anyway, is Sunday, September 8th of 2013. Most of our people listen to replay on demand, either streaming or download or podcast, and That's just fine. We have listeners all over the world. Anytime you're able to join us live, however, we're here at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning Pacific time, which is 1 o'clock in the afternoon on the East Coast and 17 hours universal. Our topic for the day today is a curious one I think that most people have never considered, and that's the idea of re Parenting Yourself. What does it mean to reparent yourself? And how would you do such a thing? That's what we're going to talk about today here in the free forum for the next 20 minutes or so, and then in greater detail in the premium training, which you're invited to join us for. And uh, that begins at 1030 Pacific this morning, about uh, half an hour from now, a little less than that. The uh, premium training is easy to enroll for, just go to theagelesswisdom.com, after the W's, the word the, or the, com. Click on webinars, and then premium training, and using your bank card, your ATM, credit, debit, you can in literally 60 seconds, be enrolled. The thank you page, and there's an email that confirms it as well, will contain the URL and the password you need to join us live at 1030. And those programs, too, are available as Replay On Demand. You can stream. You can download the MP3 to your computer, save them, organize them, put them on your smartphone your iPad or iPod or whatever MP3 playing device you like to use. And a lot of people find that handy as well. People listen as they commute on the way to work, in the car, on the train or the bus, in the airplane, whatever you happen to be doing. And that's a great way to settle in and make a real productive use of your time. So what does it mean to reparent yourself? Well, It means that, in a sense, you're really never too old to have a happy childhood. That we can, in the best sense of the word, exploit our memories and our subconscious mind to replace bad memories and emotional trauma from childhood with a positive memory and experience of a lesson learned if we're willing to sit down and devote just a few minutes of our time to a relaxation and visualization exercise that I'm going to describe this morning. None of us gets out of childhood unscathed. Whether our parents were normal parents or particularly abusive parents, or you may have had parents who were saints, They may have been psychologists who specialized in how to parent. And still, you're going to have some bad memories from being a kid. It's because we're so needy as children. Our need to be loved, our need for reassurance, our need for belonging and acceptance is very high. And so even things... Situations or circumstances that you might not think of as abusive in particular can nevertheless create emotional trauma that is then carried throughout the lifetime as a quality of hurt that can be triggered again and again and again in any similar situation or any circumstance that tends to trigger it or bring it up. For example, if you're one of a large number of children, if you were born in a family of five, six, seven kids, it's quite likely that there were times that you felt ignored or overlooked. Or like that uh, movie with Macaulay Culkin from 10 or 15 years ago, Home Alone, where the whole family, all the kids, everybody packs up, goes on vacation and forgets one of the kids, leaves, leaves them behind. And I've had quite a few clients from large families who admit to remembering a number of times when they felt left behind, forgotten about, or maybe Mom or Dad used the wrong name, called you by the wrong name when you were a little kid, as if they couldn't keep all the kids straight well. Again, is that really abusive? Well, from the kid's point of view, it certainly can be. So nobody's getting hit, nobody's getting beat up, nobody's being verbally abused. But nevertheless, it hurts, and it's traumatic. And so there are all kinds of situations where, as a result of negligence or direct abuse, Children feel humiliated by their parents or by teachers. This happens a lot. Or counselors, may have been that one camp counselor. Could have been a bus driver on the way to school that humiliated you once or twice, made fun of you the way you dressed or your haircut on the way to school and all the other kids laughed. It could be sibling rivalry or Peer pressure, boy, it really doesn't take very much. And we've all got that stuff. And we carry it into our adult lives. And as I say, any one of a number of incidents can trigger it and bring that hurt up. And sometimes bring it up in a way that is rather complex and convoluted so that you don't really recognize that. What's going on here is a hurt, an emotional trauma, a memory of a humiliating incident that is buried deep inside you because it's covered up with the appearance of what's happening now in your adult life as someone who's 30, 40, 50, 60 years old. And so maybe... 80 90% of what's happening that's causing you to be hurt or angry or sad and depressed or regretful or dreading a particular situation. uh, That makes it unclear that at the root is 10 or 15% of what's really going on, but because it's at the root, it's ultimately the cause from the past and maybe from a, well, I often say a false assumption that you've forgotten long ago. Because that's what happens when you're a little boy or a little girl, a child. You make these false assumptions about yourself, like maybe I really am bad or wrong. Maybe I really am somehow ugly or abnormal or stupid Or I remember a word used in my house that I identified with was rotten. I felt rotten at times because that word was used several times. And as a child, I took it literally. Children usually do. The conscious mind that normally filters these things out in children is not that well developed often. And so... It's like a suggestion or a program that goes in, and parents are just upset, and they're throwing around words that their parents used to use with them, and so zoom, it goes right in through the conscious mind, which normally would filter it out. While well, they don't really mean that. They're just angry or upset. A child not being sophisticated enough to realize that takes it literally. And so, when a parent says to a child, You're a bad little boy, you're a rotten person, I don't know why I ever had children. Well, you go to your room, you sit on the edge of your bed, or maybe bury your face in the pillow, and just feel horrible. You want to run away, you want to stop existing to make the pain and the hurt go away. Because as a child at the time, we don't have the ability to say, well, mom or dad is just angry, they're upset, and they're spouting off. What they really mean is what I did was bad. Not that I'm a bad person, although that is what they said it's really important for parents, I think, to, however you say it, as a parent, to distinguish between the person, the child, and their behavior. And instead of saying, you're a bad little boy, say, you're a wonderful child, I love you very much, but your behavior in this situation is very bad. And It's causing damage or it's hurting other people, and it has me very upset. And because I love you so much, there are going to have to be some consequences. There's going to be discipline, but I'm too upset right now to tell you what that's going to be or how it's going to play out. So I'd like you to go to your room, and we'll talk about it when I calm down. Give me a hug. I love you very much. But your behavior was very bad. Very few, <laughs> you're saying, oh, I wish, right? Very few parents have this ability. Who's going to tell them, right? There just aren't that many owner's manuals for how to raise children. There are books on parenting, I know. There are courses on parenting. But the problem is the kid pushes your hot button The parent gets upset. They say what their parents said, which comes from what their parents said and their parents handed down. And you see this in business management, too. The number of business managers that manage poorly at work, because basically they're managing the way they parent And they're parenting and managing the way their parents parented them. So there's a lot of uh, authoritarianism, a lot of bullying, a lot of uh, name-calling, and a lot of humiliation going on. And again, because we just don't have, as children, that highly developed conscious mind yet, as a filter. Normally, as an adult, you can filter that out. Well, Joe was drunk. He didn't really mean that when he he said that horrible thing about me and my family and my mother. And uh, so, uh, you know, I understand he'd just been drinking too much. And maybe you decide not to hang out with him because maybe he really is an abusive person and you go off and find better friends. But at least, You didn't take literally the insult, whereas a child really will. So what can you do? Well, again, in the premium training that begins in about 15 minutes, we're gonna go into this in depth and I'm going to describe a process. I'll tell you about it right now, but we'll go into depth. That's why I'd like you to join us for the premium training if you can. It'll run about an hour and 40 minutes or so, sometimes as long as two hours. And it'll also feature a program from our archives at our sister site, FocusedPassion.com, where my business partner and I, a co-teacher named Steve Snyder, who I've worked with for more than three decades, talk about reparenting and give you some insight into why it's true that it's never really too late to have a happy childhood. A deliberately uh, provocative phrase, never too late to have a happy childhood always makes me smile because uh, it's more than forgiving parents and siblings and the bully down the block and the bad teacher that insulted. I was even hit, slapped at one point by a teacher, A phys ed teacher in junior high school hauled off and slapped me and then uh, realized what he had done was potentially a lawsuit, even though it was the early 60s, he didn't get to just hit kids for no reason. So he came and apologized to me about 10 minutes later, sincerely, and I never did tell my parents, but uh, boy, that stung not just physically, but emotionally inside. Teachers, you know, you're supposed to have respect for them and defer to them and their authority. And when they physically abuse you like that, I I didn't really deserve it. He just flew off the handle. It was his weakness. And he was a big guy. He was like over six foot tall, giant broad shoulders. I mean, I... I barely came up past his waist at the time. Wham! He just, wow, really hurt. As I say, on a number of levels, physically, emotionally, and mentally, you carry those, those scars, those traumas with you into life. And often, when they trigger hurt in another situation, years, decades later, you may not realize until you sit down and close your eyes, relax, visualize a little movie in your mind and reflect on what does this remind you of? What does this feeling remind you of? When was another time in your past that you felt a similar feeling? And you let that movie come up. So let me be clear. I'm talking about any time you would like to do this exercise any time it feels appropriate to you any time you're willing to set aside 10 or 15 minutes to look at what hurts in your life and why you're so upset by a particular situation that's happening right now especially if you think there's any likelihood that it could somehow be rooted to an incident in your past. You sit down and close your eyes. You relax your physical body. I often say softening like butter on a warm day. You feel muscles relaxing and unwinding. You feel deliberately and consciously, purposefully, a softening of the muscles in your body from head to toe, feeling safe and relaxed, open yourself in a sense. Take a few slow, deep breaths, so your eyes are closed, you're physically relaxing. You take three or four slow, deep breaths, particularly focusing on the exhalation, which are ah like sighs of relief, sighs of release. And then as you allow your breathing, to find its natural and normal rhythm, to return to the regular cadence of autopilot, not really thinking at all about your breathing. But your eyes are still closed and you're relaxed. You begin to visualize as if there's a little movie screen floating in front of your forehead. And ask yourself, what is this feeling, this hurt This sadness or depression, this anxiety, this angst, this dread, this hostility, hatred, anger, frustration, irritation, or just general nervous anxiety. Remind me of what's coming to mind. This is like a time in my life when, and you allow it to bubble up. The most important part of this exercise at this point, especially is not to think logically rationally, oh said another way, not to try to figure it out so much reasoning. Well, if this is true and that's true, and I think I remember a time when, and this probably is related to, don't do any of that. Just let it go, your whole thought process. And allow, through free association, whatever comes up, allow yourself to recall and realize to become conscious of whatever memories this current feeling are associated with. And things will bubble up into your awareness. They'll bubble up because they've been repressed by the stress and tension, the anxiety of daily living and carrying a holding on feeling in your body as muscular tension. You let that go, it bubbles up. And it breaks into your awareness as a little movie of your mind, and you begin to remember things, and suddenly you have a very strong memory of a particular incident when you were, oh, I guess about four years old, maybe seven years old, maybe 12 years old. And you ask yourself, where am I? And who is it that's here? that's abusing me, that's hurting me, that's saying things. And imagine holding a remote control as a child at that age. The difference now is you have the remote control and you press pause or freeze frame and explain your hurt to this person, whether it's a set of bullies or a school teacher or your parents, and say, you know, I'm really hurt by this that's happening here. And your language in this situation, or maybe it's something that happened that a parent could have protected you from or helped you with, and they failed to do that, and you need to express it. Because now you have the vocabulary of the adult. You have an understanding as an adult that you did not have. When you were a child, you have the vocabulary, you have the understanding, and you also have the opportunity because when as a child, do you get to express yourself? If an adult is angry at you, you don't get an opportunity to say how you feel or why you feel the way you do. That's why kids often explode in anger because it's been repressed. They never got an opportunity to say how they feel. So you have the words, you have the understanding, you have the opportunity because you have the imaginary remote control in your hand and you've pressed the pause button. Tell them how it hurts, express your feelings, then tell them part two, this only takes a few minutes, how they could have handled it differently, what they could have done to express themselves in a way that would have been much less traumatizing, or hurtful, or humiliating, or shameful, or embarrassing for you. Tell them how they could have done it better, how you would do it if you were a parent, or maybe you are a parent, and you've learned a lesson of how to avoid hurting your children in the same way, and then forgive them. And imagine pulling the herd out like you'd reach deep in the refrigerator to find some food that had been forgotten way in the back and it's sort of turning moldy and toxic. Imagine plunging your hands into your body, if you wish, and pulling that herd out and throwing it on the ground and disavowing it, say, this does not belong to me and I've carried it all these years, all these decades I refuse to carry it any longer. That's what it means to forgive you. And then turn and walk away. Now, I'm going to go into that in greater detail, but even here in the free forum, I wanted to share that with you a little bit. And many of the people listening to this class, this webinar, the podcast, or the stream later, you have the experience having listened to me or other people that teach guided meditation, you know how to do this, and I'd like you to do it. I think you'll be amazed at what comes up and out, and the effect, the impact of the healing that begins when you do an exercise like this, so never too late to have a happy childhood when you reparent yourself with deep relaxation, meditation, contemplation, and guided imagery, or visualization. Thanks a lot for listening to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. Again, you can enroll in the premium training at theagelesswisdom.com, the W's dot Wisdom.com. Have a wonderful day. Be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. This is Michael Benner. So long from Los Angeles.